Hey everyone. What's up? This is Coco Creates. And Art of the Cartoon. And this is CNC Buhai, an Asian American couple who watches a lot of media mm. and likes to talk about it. Yes, Filipinos in the house. What, what? This is episode 12, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 84. And soul. Soul. First things first, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year 2021. Yes. It's going to take me a while to get used to 2021. It's been a minute. How are you doing? How are we doing? I feel okay. I feel good because mm-hmm. I finished my film. My good short job. Film. Look at that. Oh. I finished my short film. Upcoming. Upcoming. My experimental doc short called Synchronized. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Okay. Yes. How about you? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just working... A lot during the holidays since I work in retail and work with the uh, customer service. So, yeah, a lot of people during the holidays. Would you say then, because you've been working and I've been working on the film. Yes. Have we actually been watching a lot of stuff? I don't think we've been watching a lot of stuff. We watched another Nexium doc. See, people, we're checking in right now about yeah. <laughs> what we've been watching together. Okay, the other Nexium doc, which was called Seduced, Seduced right, right? On Stars. Uh, on Stars. So since it was the holidays, what what have we been watching together? I just know that I've been watching a lot of Home Alone and Elf that's been playing on well, TV. Because of course for, I was on TV. Like every day. And I don't know, what, what were you watching? I was Most watching The time. Mandalorian. Oh, see, we don't watch that. I actually don't watch The Mandalorian, which is surprising. It's pretty good, I, I would say. December 25th, two movies came out. That's right. Holiday but- movies. You know, um, well... Are they holiday movies though? Because they weren't movies, supposed to come. They weren't movie, supposed to come out. Movies for the holidays. Yeah, or, maybe. You know, trying to get folks to as a family to come together and watch these films, right? That's right. what I'm thinking because they're like family films, right? I'd say. Well, plus like the theaters aren't really open. Well, you probably shouldn't be going to theaters anyway. Yeah, y'all. I hope you're staying safe and and being at home. We did watch two, which was Soul, which is the first one we watched, and Wonder Woman eighty four. Yes, also known as WW84, which reminds me, I mean, it is marketing, but Mm -hmm. like it's like WW84, and I'm like, World War 84? That's what I was thinking too, whenever I saw WW84, I was like, oh, World War, oh no, it's Wonder Woman 84. Yeah, see, as you can tell, we have a lot of opinions about these two movies. Right. So let's start with WW84, and a reminder that this is, every time we do our podcast, we always do spoiler, spoiler alerts. There's spoiler, no way. Spoiler warning. There is no way that mm-hmm. you and I can <laughs> could right. not talk about the plot and give any spoilers right. in, in our review and our opinions. There's no way. No. Right. So we are not that podcast. Let's dive a little bit into Wonder Woman 84, directed by Patty Jenkins, who also directed the original Wonder Woman. Yeah, big ups to Patty Jenkins. Yeah, um, definitely. One of the rare, well-known female directors out there, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I appreciate that this was directed by a woman. Right. Here, here, here's our quick synopsis of the movie. Wonder Woman, now living in Washington, D.C. in the 80s, 1984 to be exact. That's the number in the title. There is a powerful stone that grants the wish uh, grants a wish to anyone who touches it. But just like anything that grants wishes, there's consequences. Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot once again, gets to reunite with Steve Trevor, played by Chris Pine. Yeah, the who, father in Wrinkle in Time. Yes, and who, who I remind you from the first movie, died, but is now back all of a sudden. We might Spoiler talk about alert. That. We might talk about that. Wonder Woman's friend Barbara, played by Kristen Wiig. We love Kristen Wiig. Yeah, I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah. She wishes to kind of be like Wonder Woman, so she gets superpowers, and then eventually she becomes the cheetah, like a villain. 
We'll get to that too. And then there's Max Lord, the main villain, played by Pedro Pascal, a.k.a. the Mandalorian. He has a plan to basically get rich and rule the world with the stone. So if you sound confused based on how the cartoon was saying the plot, yeah, same here. (laughs) Well, let's get right into it then. Did you enjoy this movie? Okay. I'm going to be honest. Okay, go ahead. Be honest. Be honest. I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I preferred Wonder Woman 1. I think a lot of people preferred Wonder Woman 1. But it's not like I loved Wonder Woman 1. Overall, I think out of five stars. Ooh. I think I'm just going to put like a two star only because it entertained me for the holidays. Spoiler alert, this movie was more than two hours. So Two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours long. So for each hour, I'm giving a star. So two stars. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like two and a half stars? That's two and a no, half No, each hour, not each minute. Hour, not, okay. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. This movie was a mess. I think I looked over it one, at one point and I was trying to figure out what was going on. I agree with you. I was entertained throughout. And but I think it was entertaining, though. It was. Only because for us being children from the 80s, it yeah. made sense. It did. I feel like that was the demographic it was trying to hit because it has that allure of like nostalgia of the 80s and 80s, everything looking like 80s, thus it 1984. I don't know why specifically 84, but maybe there's a comic reference. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm also giving it two stars. I think it was a mess, but I think it was an entertaining mess. <sighs> See, this is me really, really struggling, really reaching. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think about the Wonder Woman 84 trailer, right? Okay. And not saying it just happens for Wonder Woman, but for oftentimes for major films. Well, Marvel does this all the time. Right. For trailers, they pick like the best scene, the right. best part. But it gave me a false hope. <laughs> So of like what the movie was based on the trailer, at. what did you think was going to okay, happen? Okay, for example, okay, Wonder Woman has like this dope golden like arch right uniform situation going on, uh-huh. and you're like, wow, not, well, uh, Wonder Woman eighty four. Cool. It's not like she's looking like she's in the seventies. She looks like awesome, modern warrior woman, warrior. Mm-hmm. And then to find out in the film, legit, she wears that armor less than a minute. I think it was longer on screen being covered up, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, underneath the tarp thing? <laughs> yeah, underneath the tarp thing. And then she wears it like near the tail end of the movie. So we're talking like past the two hours. Right. <laughs> and then you see it. But like in the trailer, it makes me think that that's what she's wearing the entire time. All I know is that it just didn't work for me. Question, okay. question for you. Okay, hopefully I'll answer. What was the purpose of that outfit? Since by that time, Wonder Woman already learned how to fly. So she had all the wings. Did she need the extra armor? What was the point of the new outfit? I think it was used as a... <laughs> sell toys. Sell no, toys. No, yeah. Sell toys. I, I... <laughs> Wait, two. Sell toys uh-huh. to get a toy because it's different, right? Right. One. And you can remove it or whatever outfit, you know, mm-hmm. like Barbie or whatever. And then two... The, the point of having this, like, armor was also the solution to, like what was going on the inciting incident in the film oh no she's like she's in trouble and she's like has been conflict of what's happening what can she do to like save save things oh my gosh put the armor on oh man like you're gonna go that route okay got it so that makes me think about the storyline of world of see where i was at world War war 84 world war 84 wonder woman 84 got it okay disjointed as f 
I thought the beginning was cool. The beginning was awesome. Okay, Patty Jenkins. I got to say that I give mm-hmm. credit to like every time the world that Wonder Woman comes from, I don't even know how to pronounce it. The mascara. The mascara. There you go. That first, every time, like even in the first one, when like they're on that planet and then the Amazon women, like all of them, that... That is dope. Like seeing all the women in the armor not like being sexualized. Right. And they're all being like tough, awesome warrior women. And then like it falls <laughs> like as the hour and time goes on of the two and a half hour movie, the story just dips real bad. No, I, I also enjoy the, th- the scenes from the beginning where we're back on the Amazon island of the mascara. I think it's just like Black Panther, how you see a mm-hmm. totally different yes, world yes. that is like Afrofuturistic, and this is what would happen if it was like all black and it, people. But it also makes you think then, that you want to have that more. Right, yeah. It. And then for Wonder Woman, like this is what would happen. This is an all female society, right? Strong, powerful. They're, have, they're having their own ninja warrior type thing going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome scene. That right. Awesome. And then like the basic premise was that you can't take shortcuts to win. But I wanted to see more of that world. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then it took a 180. It took a 180. 1984. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I give them credit. I think they're going for that 80s vibe. I think they were going for the Wonder Woman TV series back in the 70s. Yeah, it was, like, it was a, like a little bit of camp. A tribute, you know? Yeah, and camp. campy. I think also a little bit of um, like Superman movie from the 70s. Like that Wonder, especially when Wonder Woman learns how to fly. So like that type of thing. But I think once you get into the story, like how um, Chris Pine comes back, which Chris Pine's a great actor. But did we need Wonder Woman to have a romantic interest in this movie? And also Max Lord, right? It remind it remind yeah. me like live action like Aladdin or something. You have wishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have wishes. Grant your wish, and she wishes her love, Chris Pine, from like you know back in the first movie, which she knew for what how many days for like a couple days, and yeah. then she's still pining over him for how many years after this? It's like sixty pining plus over years. Him? Nice Chris Pine. Him. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> Chris Pine, he was pretty funny in this movie. I gotta give credit to Gal Gadot. Awesome in, in her outfits. That was lovely to see. But then when you see her with Chris Pine, it just becomes into a trope again of like... They had good, I thought they have good chemistry, though. They had good chemistry. But it's also like he's there to save her or help her. Can't she just do it on her own? Like, why does she need somebody else to do it with her? Mm-hmm. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> okay. Got it. Um... With that, the, the way Steve comes back is, I guess he's body swapped with somebody. So Steve is Chris, Chris Pine, right? Okay. He comes back. He he's body swapped with somebody. Remember yeah, how it's it's odd. weird, right? That seemed weird. Like it was all of a sudden this another dude, and then he starts spouting lines, and then he turns into Chris Pine. Yeah, see, that's where the story gets forced. Like instead of just having him come back as Chris Pine of of Steve, mm-hmm. Steve is inside someone else's body, who's alive in 1984. So. And then, and then she sleeps with him. It's yeah, another see, dude's body. Is this a movie for kids? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the body swap thing was not my fave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But there was a this lot of weird. other things that were not our faves. <laughs> in no, this movie. This is true. Should, should we go over to the Filipino kid? Yeah, you say the Filipino kid. I mean, I thought he was Filipino. I, I mean, thought he the could kid, be Filipino. This is Max Lord's. This is Max Lord's son. Could be. Could be half. I don't know. Um, he could be of Asian descent, but who knows? Or could be of, yeah, could be Latino. So I, Max he looks Lord, Filipino to me. Max Lord is all is all about power. Kind of reminds me. And of his plan a, was that he was going to become the stone so he could grant wishes. And then he has his son, 
who as uh, Art of the Cartoons talking about is like this Filipino kid. You're like, what is happening? How come we don't see your mom? <laughs> um, yeah, that's why it's two stars. Because I don't even know if I could even talk about anything else about the plot. If there was even an MVP. Is there an MVP of WW84? Let's give it up for the stone, people. <laughs> the stone. Give it up for the stone. Let's give it up for the stone. Without the stone, nothing would have happened. This is true. There would true. have been no plot. Oh, I know. And, well, you know what What was was fun to see was Kristen Wiig. She's always super funny. Good for Kristen Wiig. I don't understand how, why she became evil, but okay. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see her in a different role where she was evil. I, I, I was hoping, based on the trailer, once again, I'll go back to the trailer, uh, that they would focus on the relationship between her and um, Wonder Woman, that they become yeah, really good friends. Yeah, they became friends or something like that. Yeah, and uh, then... Like Batman and Robin. Something like that. And then because she has a different ideal um, of, like, how the world should work, like, that's why she turns evil and has this wish thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe I, I was thinking it was of, a little bit more developed. Maybe I was thinking of, like, Catra from She-Ra, who was a really good villain. I think it was more like a... I wish there was more development. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me... It gave me vibes of old Batman with Catwoman. Lonely woman who no one understands and befriends. And, you know, just like Catwoman in the... In the the Catwoman that uh, was played by Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Right, yes. I'm... She has this power and now she has... She wants to become somebody else. Right. So, who knows... I really hope they don't have a WW85 or like a Wonder Woman 3. No, they'll have Wonder Woman 3 because Linda Carter was in the post-credits as Spoiler alert. some other okay. some other Themyscarian, um legendary warrior. So, I don't know. It's always good to see Linda Carter. I don't really... I am not receptive with DC movies. Is hmm. it usually... You've watched all other DC movies like Justice League. I haven't watched that. Is Is this like a curse for DC movies? Like, what is it? It's hard not to compare for me to compare movies from DC. Well, this is like the only DC movie I watch. Right. To compare with Marvel movies. Right. So, I just think it, it's for DC. They just don't have a general direction of where their movies want to be. And so that's why it's a little off-putting. I don't know. It's just, it's just a different flavor of movies, I think. Than Marvel. Marvel has an overarching story. They have somebody that's in charge of all that. Whereas I think DC, that's more like a one-off approach. DC's just you know focus on making a good movie. And unfortunately, I don't think this was a good attempt at a good movie. It's still entertaining. I think it could have been edited a lot better for two and a half hours. That's long. Yeah, I don't think it needed to be two and a half hours. So that was our take on Wonder Woman. If I were to watch it again, it'd be something that would just be on the TV while I'm doing something else. No, true. And I also think it makes. Perfect sense that because this this movie and also Soul came out on Christmas. The one movie that we both wanted to see and we saw first was Soul. So let's go ahead and jump right into Soul. This was directed by Pete Docter, co-directed by Kemp Powers, obviously a Pixar joint. And the basic premise is Joe Gardner, who is a middle-aged middle school teacher. I guess he has a dream of being like playing piano in like a jazz ensemble or quartet. He's about to realize that dream, but then he passes away all of a sudden and is about to be whisked off into the great beyond. But he doesn't want to go just yet because he wants to realize his dream. He finds his way into the great before, which is a place where souls before they come to Earth are nurtured. He meets 22. That is played by Tina Fey. And then once again, body swap. They find themselves on Earth body swapped. And from there, they learn, I guess, the meaning of life. We love a Pixar movie. We love a Pixar movie. And... Would you ever think that an animated movie would tackle the meaning of life? This is interesting because Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul 
two movies that had body swapping, and then higher ups were like, "Yo, this is this is this is the holiday movies." <laughs> so, the new Freaky Friday. <laughs> But Soul, I think it was originally supposed to come out in the summer, but it has a lot of Kawawa vibes. Like, there's a lot of like sad moments. Well, this of is it. this is this is Pixar. This is Pete Doctor who also did Inside Out. This was like the adult version of Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Let's rate this movie first. I'm okay, sorry. yeah, let's let's go right. Did you but, like this movie? I like the movie. Okay, I like the premise of the meaning of life. Okay, but because of certain things that were represented in the movie. Mm. It's hard for me to give a higher rating, and oh, okay. we'll talk about that. Huh. Okay. So, out of five stars, mm. if if it didn't have that major plot point, I think I would have given it a, a strong four. But mm-hmm. because of that, I think I'm just gonna give it like a three. Oh, three. A three, 3.25. I don't know. I'm caught between three and three and a half. But like, just because of that, I I can't I can't unsee that. I can't un untake that out of the story. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. How about you? What did you want? I'm gonna go with solid three point five. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna give a lower one. I, I I agree. I enjoyed the premise. Also, like your main character is gonna be a black man, person of color. So and then you are set in a diverse New York City setting. That was dope. That was like my favorite. Right? That's why I gave like a really high point on mm-hmm. the way that they represented New York City in an animated way. Small nuances and details. Yeah, and you said it there. was pretty accurate, right? Because you're you. Yeah, you grew I up was. In New York. I grew up in New York City, and you know my love yeah. for New York City mm-hmm. is strong. For example, I don't know if a lot of people would notice this, but like in the New York City streets, you know, yeah, okay, our 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 sidewalks aren't that clean, but even in like the animation, those little small details of like the old gum that's stuck on the sidewalk, and they're like the 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 darkened circles on the street. Right. It really gave texture to like a new uh, authentic New York City sidewalk. So like those little things were awesome, and the fact of like like community was there mm-hmm. and like people of color all around right like, that was new york city to me so again they did well on that note mm-hmm. again i think this film is definitely more skewed for adults i don't know i, I want i don't know we didn't have our nephews around to watch it with us but is I would it is think it that it's kids? not really adventurous it's more like it's a, about the meaning of life so i think that they might think it, it's boring I don't know. It's it's hard because I can't put myself into a kid's shoes. I, I yeah. want to give kids more credit that they would understand it. I mean, if kids watched Inside Out and they liked it, then I don't see why you wouldn't kind of like this soul. Especially yeah. one in there in like the afterlife and you have those kind of cute cartoony characters in like kind of the... Um... Oh, yeah. They did have those slapstick moments. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like 22 all the time. And then and just like yeah. the... The world building of like how the afterlife and I like how they never mentioned anything about religion. It was just great beyond, great before. Yeah, I like that part as right? well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mainly more about the great beyond and, and the life outside of New York City, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like literally two different um, worlds that were pitter-patter between uh, Joe Gardner and 22. Right. Seeing those, the the definitive differences is that even a word (laughs) to see how it was so different between like the real world and like the afterlife i i like that because it gave i like to say a lot of texture no it did yeah definitely the mundane of the real world but then the beauty in it it was very stylized in the great beyond very simplistic lines Mm -hmm. am i wrong to say that i'm not i'm not an illustrator to know but It's just how you feel. So yeah. no, it, I, I totally felt the same way. And it gave me more happy vibes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the big plot point, though, unfortunately, it was hard for me not to... Let like... me just ask the question then. Are, okay. you, are you okay 
with Tina Fey voicing a black man. Okay. I love Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Freaking smart writer, mean girls, one of my faves. I know. It's a good movie. But I can't help to think, though, Tina Fey saying yes. Oh, well, maybe Tina Fey didn't know. She was like, yo, I'm going to be 22 in Seoul. That's my character. Mm-hmm. But for real, though, does she really feel okay about voicing the black character, the main black character in Seoul? This is where even in animation, people of color are getting co-opted. Like, I'm like, what's happening? And it was intentional, too. No, so that's I mean, the this... plot point that bothers me so, <laughs> so this... much. Because, I mean, you, you go back to some of the examples, like in Princess and the Frog. Like, you have this beautiful princess, like, in New Orleans. But then most of the movie, she's a frog, right? Yeah. yeah. And then this movie, you have, like, great, like, community of black folks. Your main character who is voiced by Jamie Foxx in the beginning, but then gets body swapped and then is voiced by Tina Fey. And then Jamie Foxx is now a cat. Can I just say that when I saw that happen and then Mm -hmm. I just kept saying, why is Tina Fey's voice 22 inside Joe Gardner? Like, is this wrong? Is this right? How is this acceptable? I mean, obviously, like, the it's... In real life, in the movie, like they hear Jamie Foxx's voice, but like in when we're watching it, we're hearing Tina Fey's voice. I get that, but, but I guess for me, it would have been a lot better because again, we're all about representation matters, right? Mm-hmm. So this again this is why I gave it three stars because it's like if you're gonna have Tina Fey's character twenty two, mm-hmm. right, be in Joe Gardner, right, mm-hmm. and it's her voice. Why can't it be Jamie Foxx's voice, but acting like twenty two? Mm, okay. That's a good point. I mean, maybe it doesn't have the same umph to it. Come on. You made Soul knowing full well what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's and that's that's the most that people of color are going to get. Like, mm-hmm. you had this opportunity to make a film about a, a, about a black man mm-hmm. and, like, the meaning of life and, like, jazz and everything. Mm-hmm. But inserting, it's like almost like inserting whiteness unintentionally. Right. You know... A microaggression in itself, and that's where I think that's problematic. Mm-hmm. And this is Pixar, right? So they're trying to like inclusion, diversity. I don't know. I don't care if people say that we're we're looking too much into it, but that's how I felt. There's a difference between like you know your intention and your impact, and I think this was definitely like I don't think they intended it, but the impact is a lot bigger mm-hmm. and not in a good way of having that moment. Because what does that show kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Like, let's just, let's go loosey-goosey now. Like, it's already tired that in cartoons and animations, mm-hmm. when they're kids of color or like characters of color in the, in the animations mm-hmm. and they're voiced by white people. That's all I gotta say. Right. I mean, what are your thoughts? Because, you, I mean, I'm I sure will, that you know all about No, this. I noticed it too. I, I did notice that too and I was taken aback just because this film was very ambitious and it did have a majority, you know, black cast and like the characters I see on screen are black. I think I was I think I was letting it slide a little more than you, but it definitely was in the back of my mind. And then just thinking like how the movie played out, like does it seem like Jamie Foxx's character was it was just there for the development of 22 who we let, let's be honest, we, like in the movie we don't know if they're going to be white, black or whatever color cuz they're just a they're a soul without a body. Yeah. Uh, to begin with. So we don't know where exactly in the world Tina Fey ended up or like what kind of, you know, person they were. Yeah, but that's still. that's true. And I think that was their way of being intentional of like, we don't need to know what mm-hmm. her ethnicity is. Right. But the simple fact that she's, that it's voiced by Tina Fey. It is voiced by Tina. That's, that's the thing. She is, vo- she is a white woman. 
And then, then I was the like, is this like, this soul's about like this 22 coming into Joe Gardner's, like to teach him a lesson too, but it was like white saviorism. I was like, this is like nuts to me. But maybe because I was looking into it because I know where I stand when it comes to no, this No, yeah, I know. So, but if I'm taking it just for what it is, mm-hmm. it's still a sweet movie. It's a sweet movie. I still like, you know, New York City, jazz, those moments, some of the, the elements and scenes remind me of like Bua art. Like this was like lovely. No. But again, I, I, I wish it the could theme- have been... More of people of color. And also, like, come on, it's Soul. And why is it, like, mainly directed by Pete Doctor? I know he's done a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But, like, why can't it just be directed, not co-directed? Why can't it just be directed by Kim Powers? That's, again, That's like, a- I guess this is me getting a little bit angry because I get annoyed about, like, when is it going to be folks' time to do, to be the lead? This is, I mean, I will say Pixar does have a problem with having marginalized directors just all of a sudden not be there or just all of a sudden be the co-director and then just bring in some white guy who, I mean, Pete Doctor is really good, but at the same time, there, there's an issue with that. Come on. We could do better in filmmaking. For those who just watch it for what it is, you know, it's a lovely film. No, it's a good film. But... And plus, like, there there was a lot of people that worked on this film, too. Yeah, I And there was, like, a, there was a Black Cultural Trust on it. So I'm... I'm going to praise that what, what they t- attempted to do. And it was a really good movie in that fact. And yeah, it was a good movie, but I thought it was like, if you're going to go that route and have like people of color behind the scenes as well, then go full force. Yeah. I know, this is me just going at it. Because I yeah, was just I know. like... You're thinking about it. It's on your, it's not, it's on your mind. It's so hard. Tit for it's okay. tat, man. I know. Uh, it's on your mind. It's soul, you know? Mm-hmm. Soul by Pete Doctor? What? Like, you know what I mean? Like when I think soul. Yeah. Anyway. And, and the only thing that I wish that it had more of I mean, it was a sweet connection between Joe Gardner and 22. That was, like, cute and stuff. And yeah, the banter mm-hmm. and, like, helping each other out. Yes. And stuff like that. Like, even again, just like World, World War II 84, but just like Wonder Woman 84, the trailer already also took me away. Like, I thought there were going to be tons of more jazz moments. Mm. And, like, I, I, I just that. wish that... I For some reason, I assume that it was going to have more of a soundtrack that had jazz elements in every scene and it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't actually have that right i understand i i kind of wish there was more jazz especially once we're on the streets and like meeting with the students i totally understand that it's going to have a different atmosphere where they're in the afterlife and you kind of have like that synth pop that um Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross brought to that but no i agree i i wish there was more jazz on there as well and if you feel like representation of people of color in media is so right. important mm-hmm. then go full force even or even make a film that doesn't even have someone who's like that the actor and actresses like the characters are not voiced by white people mm-hmm. that's all i gotta say right. that's my piece i mean maybe we're on the up with that but i think when when pixar has this like monopolistic thing of like position of power of animation mm-hmm. y'all could do better anyway <laughs> There Much better. Mm-hmm. But it was a sweet movie. I think yes. maybe I'll just have to rewatch it again. Hopefully it It's a Pixar be... movie. So it's one of those things where if it's on or if we, if we need something, like it's always good to have on. And then I'm pretty sure there's a lot of details that we missed because it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. If I had to pick between Wonder Woman 84 and Soul, as you can tell. Watch Soul first. Or actually, maybe you can't tell, but I loved Soul a lot better than <laughs> yes. Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I enjoyed Soul more than Wonder Woman 84. I think they're two different movies. So I think it's good that you probably watch both. If you had to choose one, I'd go with Soul. Only because, like, back a couple years ago, I would have never thought, like, a kid's movie or a Pixar movie would try to tackle what the meaning of life was. Themes of, like, 
following your dreams versus just living life. I mean, yeah, that was the one thing that let's talk about positivity then. Right. Yeah. That premise of not to not to just do the one thing that you always want to do, but just to be actually living and present. Yeah, living. That life. was freaking lovely. Yeah, that was lovely. Mm-hmm. But I can't take away what I still. Feel. No, no. <laughs> I'm still a white woman voicing a black man. So yeah. <laughs> that, here but, we go. But but be present, people. Be, be present. All right. I think that's all we have for for this session. Check us out next time. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. Look out for each other, everybody. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yay. Yay. <laughs>